Welcome to No Dunks for Thursday, July 23rd. I'm Tass Mellis. Alongside me in this Zoom window, it's the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-yo! Hey-yo! And of course, it's the international man of mystery, Lee Ellis. Friends. And the man making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. No J.E. Skeets. He is in a cabin for a couple days. Just hanging. Yeah, very fancy looking cabin. Some yeah. uh, some exclusive views it looks like up there. <laughs> he did tell us he was going glamping. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's lived up to the hype so far. Emphasis on the glam, it looks exactly. like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't glamping like nice camping? He's not in a tent. Yeah, well, that, so I thought that as well. So, yeah, I, I thought, you know, he's in a cabin. I mean, that's not even glamping. That's like staying in a hotel. No, yeah, that's, that's pretty pretty nice. But he will be back on uh, Monday, we do believe, if he uh, decides to come back from that beautiful scenery he's at. Um, we actually had some basketball, guys. We've got a ton to get into. The Hawks, New Jersey's wedgies already? Day one of scrimmages. Uh, Love it. Uh, it's, it's wild. Uh, we thought there would be an uptick. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into some fishing, of course. We got to. Trey just did some serious fishing uh, this past week. Alex Caruso missing his sister's wedding to stay in the bubble because he wants to win a title. But first, I don't know, we might start with the actual basketball. And to do that, it's time for the up-down report. Preparing your tumbies. It's the up-down report. It was crazy to see 10 grown men on a basketball floor running up and down for the first time in four months. It was just a scrimmage, but it had Twitter going all crazy. Uh, it was the look and the feel that we were all sort of worried about, concerned about, thinking about. And the actual game start on July 30th, but I imagine the look and the feel will be quite similar. So just to quickly set the scene before we go up and down on the field, if you're looking at it from the main camera where we always watch basketball from, huge NBA logo at, logo at midcourt, Black Lives Matter written above it across center court, huge plexiglass in front of the scorer's table where the PA announcer is and all the employees are and they're socially distanced in there. Watch out for Ulf Samuelson. He'll throw you into the boards, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, it's wild looking. Uh, lots of space on the sideline. It's, it's blank right now, no team names or anything. The team names are all along video boards along the side. Lots of space on the baseline. There is some music. There are some sounds being thrown in there. So let's get to it. Up or down on the NBA bubble viewing experience. Trey, what'd you think of it? Oh, I'm up. The NBA is back. It was great just being able to watch basketball. It's different. All the things you described, Tass, you know, things I think kind of trended towards the generic side look-wise. You know, there's no paint basically on the court anywhere. You know, they could have painted the lane black. They could have painted it red. They could have given it some sort of color. Uh, But I thought that watching the game... It felt like the NBA. It looked like the NBA. Um, the sounds are definitely different, and I think uh, you know. I think everybody's kind of willing to give uh, the NBA a pass on the sounds because we know these games don't count. So we've got uh, still another week to figure out exactly how it's going to sound when we're watching games that matter. But watching it, seeing um, robotic cameramen, seeing just a few uh, actual human cameramen. It looked the same to me. I got used to uh, the plexiglass on the side, you know, uh, the big video boards as well, I think uh, can be pretty cool. Who knows what they're actually going to do with those? Uh, 
during the season, during the restart? Are they going to put, um, you know, fans going crazy on it? Maybe at some point. But I thought it looked like the NBA and I thought it felt like the NBA. So I was happy. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I sort of, you know, at the start, we knew it was going to be different. And the first few possessions, it was different. You can certainly hear a few more squeaks on the court and a little bit more, uh, you know, the whistles seem a little bit louder. But once the game starts, you sort of forget about that. And you're just enjoying watching basketball again. And, and again, as you mentioned there, Trey, these are only scrimmages. They don't count. But this is pretty much how it's going to look when the games do count. So I don't think it's going to be a whole lot different from what we're seeing now. But yeah, those things in the background with the digital boards, like those are the sort of things that give you a little bit more, uh, you know, that, that aren't usually there during the regular season. So there's something else that's a bit different. But I mean, it's like, uh, it's kind of like an upgrade on Summer League, even though there's fans at Summer League, but it's better than the sort of Summer League we've seen in Orlando. Anyway, you know, where that's just like in a tiny gym. So I thought it was fine. And, and, and again, this is better than no basketball at all. So it's a little bit of an adjustment for us. But really, at the end of the day, you're seeing good basketball, you're seeing proper basketball, and uh, it's fine. I'm, I'm more than happy with it, and uh, I think it, we'll get used to it pretty quickly, and it'll be great. Yeah, my biggest worry from the, from the viewer's experience from sitting here, uh, just in terms of watching it, was empty stands. And they basically got rid of that because of mm. all those monstrous video boards, right? Mm. They're, they're covering all the seats. And so, they, yeah, they, sometimes they throw logos in there. And I, and I thought, Isn't, it might be distracting for players, but it's not really at eye level. And then, you know, I actually went back and looked at old basketball games because I forgot what basketball games are, um, you know, when they, when they played normally. And there's, you know, there's tons of uh, different colors and player sight lines anyway. So it really, I don't think it really matters. And, and you said, Trey, maybe they throw up virtual fans. You know, the first couple games, they just had logos in there and then... Um, I'm guilty. I didn't watch every quarter of every scrimmage yesterday, but I did see Bleacher Report put up a, a clip of the Miami Heat. They were on offense, and they and I'm watching it right now here. They put up fans. They looped Heat fans, so they're in red uh, cheering, and and it, and it sort of feels like yeah, the fans are there, and they didn't they didn't pipe in. They they are experimenting with how much sound they they put in there, and they didn't pipe it in like crazy. They did have music sort of uh, you know just just standard music that you would hear in an arena did that bother you at all trade just just the sort of the the sights and sounds part of it the sounds my main concern with the sounds is all the broadcasts are different right if you are watching uh like if you were watching the nuggets broadcast they basically had a zoom call on top of it and that to me was a no-go the clippers were doing a simulcast between their television uh broadcast and their radio broadcast so at times it felt uh like you were listening to a radio broadcast no doubt about it my main concern, though, with the music would be that you cannot have songs from the 90s. Like, I heard Eve and Gwen Stefani's Let Me Blow Your Mind. We can't have that. We cannot have that playing during 2020, during this restart. If we're only going to be hearing music that's going on in the arena, it's got to be current music or confirmed bangers. Well, that's like that's like watching a Spurs game. I mean, it feels like the Spurs just play. Like, <laughs> good point. Know, that's a good rock. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but uh, you know it was, uh, and, and that was the other concern was that like it, you could just hear squeakers or squeakers, uh, sneaker squeakers. <laughs> you could just—that's all you would be able to hear—is is is nothing, and it would just sound like summer league. But I think they did a good job of keeping sort of a. There was like a hum, you know. There was there, even though there was no fans in there, and you could see photos from reporters where there was just like this, mm. just thirty reporters sitting there watching a basketball game, socially distanced, which was weird. I, they did a good job of keeping just a certain volume where it didn't make it sound like this wasn't an NBA game. And 
I, I did see Ryan Hollins uh, tweet something. He said, you know, a lot of us play pro-am in the summer. A lot of guys play uh, without fans. So we're sort of used to that kind of feel. Like we do play like that, but it isn't an NBA finals game. I mean, that, that makes it different. Um, but I think the NBA, you know, watching it, it's only day one and lots of testing sure has to happen. The coronavirus might enter the bubble, but day one, I, I think it, it was great. Uh, and I think like we talked about the sidelines were crazy blank mm. and, and, and even extended past the, um, the baselines as well. It, lo- it made it made it look like the court was kind of smaller and especially small mm. in the corners just yeah, because yeah. of the, the, the different space. Do you think they changed that Lee or is that by design just to keep the, the black lives matter font even more prominent? I think that might be the idea, but yeah, yeah but also I- it was really blank. Yeah, it was, and 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 sort of Trey mentioned it there. I think I would have probably painted the 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 lanes there, the key, you know, the free throw line area there, just to just to give it There's a no little. There's no paint in the painted area, mate. Yeah, exactly. So I would just put a little something <laughs> in there. Um, but uh, but again, I, I don't know if the NBA is going to you know potentially you know tweak these things as they go along, you know, based sure. on uh, the, on the feedback they see from what people uh, are watching and saying about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's it definitely is weird to see just an NBA logo and not a home team's logo and the home team's colors or anything like that. That that had a, the summer league feel to it, but uh, I think you know it, it's um, this has never been done before, so it's a it's an experimental thing for the NBA. And I think honestly, after day one, though, everyone's got to be pretty happy with the results because no one's saying it was just a you know torturous experience to watch. You know that what the, uh, you mentioned there with the Nuggets, you know that was an unusual thing. We've never seen that before. Will that continue? You know, maybe I'm not sure, but um, if you if you if you don't want to hear the Nuggets broadcast, you, you was there wasn't well. You, I guess you could hear the other one, but that was something that was sort of imposing on the uh, on the experience. But um, it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just if you didn't want to hear the Nuggets uh, commentators, you sort of had to. So um, I think I think those are the sorts of things that people are just going to figure out right now in this scrimmage week and uh, probably adjust them when the games really start and, and certainly for the playoffs. I love me some Nuggets broadcast crew. Mm. You know, we, we, we feature them all the time on Say What. We talk about Katie Wingy and Chris Marlowe and Dempsey there. But can you Scott said Hastings it wasn't great. Well, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, but let's, let's Scott Hastings. Well, let's get them some cameras or some lighting <laughs> or some yeah. some proper mic. I think we got better mics than they do. Uh, but uh, so that was, that was a little weird. But anyways, that's, that's not going to happen. We will get into the actual broadcasters who will be broadcasting the games when they actually start. This, these are just scrimmages and we are yeah. just extremely pumped to watch it. I'd say one little thing I'd like is that the camera, I'm not sure if it's fixed, like the main camera, if it can't be moved in, but it was, it was a little bit more zoomed out and it was mm-hmm. like, you know, I, 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 didn't, I was like, am I getting old? In the last three months, have my <laughs> eyes gotten bad? Because I like couldn't see, make out the players like I used to. <laughs> like, yeah. like it, I don't know if that's uh, something where the camera has to be fixed. But anyways, let's get to the freaking basketball. You mentioned the Nuggets. Uh, they started a monstrous lineup. Um, and, but <laughs> the guy who stole the show was Bull Bull, the Nuggets 7-2 player. Not even going to call him a center because he's playing point guard. He's a player. Second-round pick this past draft. Hadn't played in a game. Handling, shooting, do it and all. 16-10 with six blocks. So, Lee, he had you clipping scrimmages and posting them on Twitter. Uh, so, up or down on Bull Bull being rookie of the year next season. Yeah, well, so this is an interesting one. I saw John Schumann tweeted something about it that these games – uh, that when they actually start won't count towards anything as far as voting for this season's awards. So in that sense, Bol Bol, even if he plays, 
he won't necessarily be counted as a rookie this season. He can play next season. I think that's, that's what John saying. That's how saying. it looks, yeah. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if he plays the Wizards 82 games next season, then he is a <laughs> lock for Rookie of the Year. But, I mean, obviously, uh, like, look, the Wizards are shorthanded as they are. They're not a good defensive team. But what I saw from Bol Bol yesterday was so much fun and so enjoyable because he's more than just, uh, you know, like a, like a token guy going out there just to give him some minutes because his dad played in the NBA. He played really well. He handled the ball incredibly well, I thought, a couple of times past it. Hit some, hit a pull-up three, splashed another one there from the corner. Was blocking shots, was running the lane, uh, had a nice soft touch around the rim. So he's a very talented big man. Um, things are obviously going to be different when he goes up against uh, a harder competition. You know, because again, the Wizards are one of the worst defensive teams, and they didn't really have anyone out there to contend with him. But I just was very, very impressed with what I saw. He said after the game. I wasn't shocked by my performance because I've been working hard. He obviously missed most of the season because of a foot injury. He's recovered from that, and he's really been working on all facets of his game. So um, who knows? Who knows if he can keep that up during a season? I think it's probably unlikely, but the, the Mike Malone said, we wanted to put him in positions where he could be effective. And, you know, when you've got those long arms, you know he can contest and block shots. And then if he can do that stuff at the other, other end of the floor... He's going to be an impactful player, so uh, I would love to see him have a have a have a rookie season where he can win the award and uh, you know show that yesterday's game wasn't just sort of a, a fluke or a summer league type performance. Definitely feels like a September call up in baseball. You know, Shane Spencer mashing taters for the New York Yankees, then he's able to come back and try and win the rookie of the year the next year. Didn't happen. Hopefully, it does happen for Bull Bull because watching him, uh, that's how you knew the NBA was back. Because I don't know. A half of a, of a 20, you know, 20 minute half of a scrimmage. People were saying, oh man, if the Nuggets are getting this from Bowl Bowl, they are a serious title contender. We saw the guy play 20 minutes in a scrimmage game after three and a half months off. But the NBA is back because the NBA is ready for Bowl Bowl, the ultimate two name guy. You're never going to hear him called Bowl ever, ever. He's going to be Bowl Bowl. 100% of the time, yeah. but Stretch 5 is the most enticing unicorn that is out there as a basketball player. You know, Bol Bol was a top 10 recruit in high school, so the talent is there. But when you see somebody uh, that's seven foot two that can handle the ball, can block shots and stroke threes, you're like, no wonder people love this kind of player. It's a player you would make in a video game if they're ever <laughs> able to actually translate that to, to uh, consistent success in the NBA. You know, it's like why people get so excited about Chris Stapp's Porzingis, a seven foot four guy who can shoot threes. It's the same sort of thing. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, if, if you've got that kind of length and you actually have ball skills, people get jacked. He's, yeah. a, he's the rare one-name, two-name guy. <laughs> or, is it, or is it actually a two-name, one-name guy? I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, it, it's like no one just says bowl. It's bowl, bowl every time. Every time he touches the ball. <laughs> and, yeah, it's enticing just to watch him play with Nikola Jokic, too, who's another giant and can pass. And so uh, Jokic is just fun to watch, period. And, uh, you know, I was pumped last week when there was a, a highlight of them in practice and Jokic drives the lane and finds Bull Bull. And Bull Bull is like a foot and a half above the rim and does a thrunk um, because he's he's enormous. But, yeah, we're, we're obviously getting a little ahead of ourselves and getting a little pumped for Bull Bull's future. Uh, when you see a guy bring it up and standard Washington Wizards defense just lay off him and uh yeah he he strokes a three and yeah we're getting excited for two threes he was also two for eight uh from from three-point land yeah but, but that, uh, that pull up that pull up little hezzy that was beautiful to watch you know oh, God, he, yeah. and, and there was a couple of times where he picked up the, the defensive rebound and he ran 
very comfortably with the ball in his hands there, you know, just like uh, making moves. And that, that one sort of um, almost like a football pass, I think it was to, uh, uh, who was that to? I can't remember who the player it was to, but he, he got it over his shoulder and threw it. I mean, it was like, he's a, he's a skillful guy. You know, he's no got doubt. The, you know, he's got some talent. And that's why they could start three near seven footers yesterday. It was, yeah, it was Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap were the small guys at six eight, six nine, or whatever they are. And then three near seven footers. Mm. Um, and Bull Bull, after the game, apparently, according to uh, Brendan Vote of the Denver.com, he was selected for a random drunk drug test by the NBA. I'm sure Nuggets Twitter will have fun with that uh, mm. because yeah. And the one thing about I guess about the Nuggets is that they sort of brought Michael Porter Jr. along slowly. Uh, Bull Bull had an injury this year, but it seems like they kind of keep guys in the just the development wheel until they're needed. And they traded you know a couple other guys um, in Michael Beasley or no, Malik Beasley, I should say, not Michael Beasley. That's another guy. And uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez. They got some guys deep on the bench. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know if Paul Millsap's going to be there next year as a free agent. But anyway, that's, uh, that's something for next year when Bull Bull could be rookie of the year, I guess. According to John Schumann, we're going to blame John Schumann if he's not eligible next year. Uh, okay, next topic. And it's Bull Bull related. He stuck a wedgie. Lee Ellis clipped it. And put it up on the internet. Uh, so up or down on counting scrimmage wedgies toward our regular season total, which is at 36 right now. JD, what do you think? Should we count them? Well, for, uh, first of all, I'm way up on uh, this wedgie, although maybe it's because I'm so starved. I'm looking at uh, Lee's Twitter, his tweet right now. I mean, it's a beautiful wedgie. They could have let it breathe a little longer. We did, we did cut to the camera that was getting the close-up of it, and then it gets knocked out by one of the Wizards players. I can't really see who it is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a beautiful wedgie. But counting them during scrimmage, as I've said before on the show, I am a serial rules follower. We have to. We can't count it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, come on, JD. JD. These are unprecedented times and calls for unusual counting. Listen, exactly. yeah, for sure. There's already going to be an asterisk on on everything. <laughs> we can't we we can't go crazy here. So scrimmage wedgies are not acceptable. Well, let me ask mind. you this, JD, because yesterday again, Bol Bol was the big story. But Nikola Jokic gave us a classic doinker to Ish Smith, who went and scored a layup at the other end. I saw two very solid plays. I counted them. No, nope, I mean, you can't count come them. Come on, man, you can't count ah. them. Scrimmage, come on now. Somebody, somebody even tweeted me a highlight that wasn't. That's how people, that's how starved people were for basketball. So JD says, no, Trey, it sounds like, come on, you want, we need to count them. Uh, I would like to count it, but honestly, JD has talked me into it. We need to have some integrity here. JD's a hundred percent right. There's going to be an asterisk on the season. We can't have an asterisk on our wedgie count, especially, I mean, we saw one in the first you know, hour of the restart. Does that mean many more are going to be coming? We don't want to jump the gun here uh, counting these scrimmage wedgies if they're just going to keep coming during the seeding games anyways. Oh, man, if we end up on 49 at this season at the end, I'm going to be so bummed. I'm coming back. Yeah, that'll be a episode. retroactive count. No exactly. Doubt. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to appeal that one. <laughs> yeah, we generally we don't count preseason wedgies. So this feels like a, a preseason game. Doc Rivers said we should call these preseason games. Uh, but yeah, we have one. In just four games yesterday, uh, yeah, the pace is hot. So, uh, yeah, sitting at 36 right now, 
we shall see where we get to with another, you know, if, if the NBA plays it out, it's a, another 160, 170 games that we're going to see through, uh, through the postseason. So we could have 70 for all we know. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, next one. Uh, TNT has announced their broadcast teams. We know their crews for the regular season games, a.k.a. the seeding games. Uh, there will be two pairs, Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller. Ian Eagle and the great Stan Van Gundy. These, these, are, these are really great duos. Don't know how you can go down. I can't wait to hear your answer, Lee. So these are uh, the TNT guys rotating sideline reporters for these games will be Stephanie Reddy, Jared Greenberg, and Chris Haynes. This doesn't include the NBA TV, ESPN, or ABC games, which will also uh, be broadcasting these regular season seeding games. So up or down, Lee, on the TNT teams in Orlando. Oh, of course I'm up there. I mean, uh, certainly uh, those play-by-play guys are two of the best in the business. Kevin Harlan is fantastic. I mean, he's got such great energy. And Iron Eagle as well. And, and Iron Eagle, talking about wedgies, you know Iron Eagle is going to highlight the wedgie. He's not going <laughs> to let that one slide. And then the the color commentators there, uh, Reggie and Stan Van Gundy. I mean, Reggie gets a bad rap, but um, I think Reggie's fine. And, uh, you know, I think uh, he's been doing this for so long now. That's one of those things. It's like when, once you've been around for a long time, people just start to turn on you. But... You know, he's great. I think he's fine. And, and of course, Stan Van Gundy, I mean, he is just on Twitter right now on fire. So I hope he brings the same sort of energy to his broadcast here because uh, he's not holding back. And that's great. Stan's always been funny. He's always been clever. And uh, now we get to see him in, in this environment. I know he's done a little bit of it there for uh, ESPN in the past. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing Stan and, and Ian. So a couple of good combinations there. Obviously, Marv Albert was uh, was considered high risk for the bubble given his age, and that's why he's not out there. Um, but uh, yeah, anytime you can listen to Kevin Harlan, it, it's exciting because he brings a real good element uh, to the game. And you know, we, we've seen in the past when was it the squirrel on the football field that night? Was it that? <laughs> yeah, 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 he, start, yeah, yeah. he started calling it. So you know, if there's some sort of extracurricular activity, it's not going to go by Kevin Harlan. He's going to try to. Uh, included in the broadcast so I'm, I'm big up on this yeah I'm up as well you touched on it Lee with uh, the play-by-play guys the enthusiasm that Harlan and Eagle have I think that's true of Reggie and Stan Van Gundy as well all four of these guys are huge NBA fans and you can tell it when they are broadcasting when they're talking they just uh, they just have a passion for the game and talking about it and I think in a pretty quiet arena in, uh, you know, a time of the year when we're not used to basketball, having people who are really excited to be there talking about it is going to be big. Yeah. And I understand uh, you, you just just when you said that, that the excitement of the broadcaster made me think of Noah Eagle, who is Ian Eagle's son, who's mm-hmm. the radio play-by-play guy of the Clippers. And people were sort of criticizing him yesterday because he was calling the tv game like he was calling the uh, yeah. game on radio and he may have, that may have been broadcast on radio i'm not sure but people are saying it could have been but but he the way you broadcast on radio is that you you don't allow a, basically a second of airtime uh, of uh of, of just dead air and so he was you know he was firing he would not stop chatting and people were criticizing that i mean the guy was excited and mm-hmm. uh I, I think i think like you said trey uh that's the number one job of Kevin Harlan and Ian Eagle, especially as the play-by-play guys, and they'll kill it. Um, they'll, they'll be great down there. Um, I just I saw this note on Reddit, and I'm confused. I'm just not sure. Has Kevin Harlan never done a conference finals game? Because that's Marv's. Wow. Because oh, that, yeah, that's probably right. Because Marv has been the the sort of number one guy for the, for a long time. So yeah, and 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 they split the East and the West between ESPN and and TNT. So yeah. Very possible that Kevin's never done one before. Yeah, so I'd assume 
that this would be his first because it doesn't seem like Marv is going to be there at all. No. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if they change in the, in the postseason, but yeah, those guys uh, those guys will be calling games. And as Stan Van said, he uh, he's got to make his trip from his home, 45 minutes away from the bubble, into the <laughs> yeah. bubble, and he'll be staying there. So, uh, <laughs> like you said, Lee, on fire on Twitter, Stan Van Gundy, and uh, I'm sure he'll be bringing it in there. I'm sure we'll see lots of photos of his food. Um, can't wait. All right, uh, lots more to get to, including the Hawks jerseys, Alex Caruso missing his uh, sister's wedding, and and fishing, of course. But first, a word from our sponsors. It's time to grab your peanuts and popcorn because baseball is back. That's right. The boys will be getting back out on the diamond this week. In fact, they're already out. I think I saw someone sending a dinger over the green monster yesterday. And while we may not be able to join them at the park, there is plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a shot to play risk-free for a shot at hundreds of thousands of bucks. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up the points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament. You can be your own regular Cam Stewart. He's got it all covered. (laughs) With millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN, R-U-N, to get a free shot at your share of millions of dollars with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Lee, put your baseball knowledge to the test. Who's your daily fantasy pick on opening night? Uh, I'm going with Aaron Judge. (laughs) Great call. (laughs) Great call. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what's happening with the Blue Jays? Um, do, do we know? Is that confirmed they're going to uh, Pittsburgh? Or, oh, uh... no, no, no. They got declined. Really? Yeah, the state of Pennsylvania decided uh, it's not in our interest to have you down here. It's not in our uh, not good for the sake of the state or the health of the state. I, 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 didn't, I didn't really read into the reasoning, but they said no. We can have one team, but two teams is too many. <laughs> wow, uh, so what are they going to do? Yeah, uh, I guess they have the Phillies too, so that would be three teams. But... Um, they uh, looks like they're going to be playing in every other team's stadium and just traveling around and calling it the home game when they're there. Wow. Um, right. That's what it looks like right now. But they, st- they still don't know, and they're, what, six days away from their quote-unquote home game. But they're, yeah, they're not, doesn't look like they're going to have a home base at this point, which is, uh, which is nuts. Wow. <laughs> so so maybe give Bo Bichette a pass on your daily fantasy team to start. (laughs) But just this week on this very podcast, I heard something that sent chills down my spine. Quote, whoever has the sexiest bush gets to play center on the no dunks team. I was shook. As the tallest of us five, I thought I had that spot locked up. My ball skills are good. I can sometimes shoot, pass, and dribble, but there's no doubt I'm best close to the basket. So that's why I reached... For the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, because Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game and regain your starting center spot. 
The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best trimmer on the market. It's waterproof and cordless, and it's perfect for your chest, your bush, or anything in between, like your treasure trail. This third generation trimmer features skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents, and you can also adjust settings to get a length you like. The Lawnmower 3.0 is part of the Perfect Package 3.0 kit, which also comes with a ton of liquid formations to round out your manscaping routine, get you back in the starting lineup. If you subscribe to the Perfect Package, you'll get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months so you can keep your spot. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping by using the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code THEATHLETIC20. For a limited time, subscribers get not one but two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC20. Speaking of uh, bushes, Trey, I saw you mentioned uh, Rick Fox's hair. Not mm. his bush, per se, but Rick Fox, who we know <laughs> is a very well-kept man. Uh, just letting it fly with that hairdo. It was wild to see him, and you called him... Basically, you 2.0. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he's got the perfect Trey Kirby 2.0 going on. Uh, Rick Fox looks great. Literally a silver po- fox at yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Wild he's? Uh, do you think he's uh, that badly groomed down below as well? Do you think he's let it all go? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I don't think about it really. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should send him out a sample from Manscaped so he can uh, keep himself tidy down there. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Uh, uh, you probably don't think of that, Trey, but I'm sure you think of this. Back to the show. Hawks jerseys. As our, uh, our resident jersey expert, I'm sure you love these new home, road, and alternate jerseys that they've released for next year. Didn't see this coming in, in July. They're, they're telling us about uh, their beauty jerseys. Got a little bit of throwback vibe. Uh, so let us know, Trey, up or down. Hawks jerseys for next season. Oh, it's an easy up. You guessed it, Tassie. They came back with the classic Hawks colors. You know, they have names for them now, but it's red, yellow, and black. A little white thrown in there as well, and I think they look incredible. You know, uh, they kind of hit the sweet spot of what a jersey should look like right now, where it's a little bit retro, but it's also updated uh, for 2020. You know, the Bucks kind of similar, the Jazz kind of similar, uh, where you, you're drawing on heritage from your team, from the past, but you're making it look like something that a team would be wearing today. Uh, I really liked them. I really like the black ones in particular, and I like uh, seeing a little Michael Jordan sign on every single statement uniform that we're going to get during uh, the NBA this year. Yeah, that was interesting. Lee, what do you think of uh, you got some beauty home whites, some standard uh, red away jerseys, and uh, the black one, the statement one that Trey just mentioned. What do you think? Yeah, no, they're all great. They're all great. Uh, great job there by the Hawks because uh, their last couple of uniforms have certainly been interesting to say the least. Uh, you know, that sort of Sort of soccer one they had, they rocked a couple of years ago, wasn't the greatest, uh, but I think this time they've actually got it right. Keeping it simpler, you know, bit of a, as you mentioned there, Trey, sort of, you know, a nod to the past, but keeping sort of things modern as well. Uh, they just look cool. It was just, yeah, it was an interesting sort of time to release them, I thought, uh, with with other things sort of on the mind of basketball fans yesterday, but uh, they still got some good traction, got some good traffic. So it was great. Yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing them out on the court. Yeah, they are badass. I, li- I like them a lot. Like you, like you said, Trey, they sort of a balance of what a, a jersey should look like, a little bit of old school vibes, uh, but also 
you know, simple and enough colors to keep it sort of new age, I guess, um, if that makes sense in the Jersey world. I don't know. I, I don't know Jersey speak, but all I know is they look like Calgary Flames jerseys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of those, those, the reds and yellows, um, but they are, they're gorgeous. Yeah, I think mm. they're awesome. And to see that, yeah, the Jumpman logo on, on all 30 teams' statement jerseys, so they're alternate jerseys um, on both the jersey and the shorts, uh, yeah, that's it. Makes you know the Jumpman logo just makes everything look a touch cool, like thirty percent cooler. Um, mm. But it's not all over everything. It's just sort of it's there, but it's not like crazy prominent or overtaking the jersey or anything like mm. that. You yeah, good memes floating around it, yesterday. Yeah, the memes were incredible. Yeah. Seeing uh, Michael Jordan dunking on the Pistons, you know, <laughs> 30 something years later. Uh, it was really exciting. But uh, yeah, the only thing that I'm down on is that I've been saving uh, a Trey Young Peachtree jersey for Isla for, I don't know, about four months now. And. It's already obsolete, uh, you know. It's it's already to be retired. So I guess I'll just have to slip it into the drawer somehow. Yeah, Do, yeah. Are are they changing the statement jerseys every year? I feel I thought that was the case, but I'm not sure. Like, are they coming out with a new statement jersey again? The alternate jersey every season. I thought that was the case, but maybe yeah, I'm I wrong. think uh, I think you're right. That was the case. I think at, at most they can wear them like uh, two straight seasons, like the Jazz with their um, their gradient jerseys. I think they they asked for a second year to be able to wear them. So I think it's two tops. So uh, I don't know. Get that get that Black Hawks one now before it's off the shelves. Uh, and JD, did you did you see these? Can we get a, an did, opinion yeah. from you? Uh, statement. I am. I think I'm actually going to get a statement jersey or at least a jersey. I think mm-hmm. they're badass. They, they look great. I agree. Agreed. I have. We know our, our man Larry Luke is getting them, no doubt. Uh, I got uh, a text from your boy Brian, our, our good friend in Toronto, an incredible DJ in Toronto, telling me he wants one. Uh, he's like, yeah, you're getting one for me and sending it to me. I'll send you the money, no problem. I think it was the black one he wanted, but I'm more partial to the, uh, the home in the ways. I mean, they're all great. I don't know. I don't know which mm. one I like more. Uh, all right. This one, interesting story. The Lakers' Alex Caruso, fan favorite. He skipped his sister's wedding to stay in the bubble. This story from uh, Zach Lowe on ESPN. Caruso's sister got married on July 18th outside of Austin, Texas, a wedding of about 100 people. And Caruso was already in the, in the, uh, the bubble for the Lakers and said his concern about bringing the virus back to the bubble and an extended quarantine period, which, you know, may have led into the, the regular season games. Also, he just wants to focus on the title, led him to staying in the bubble. So Caruso skipping his sister's wedding up or down, J.D.? Uh, way up. You made the right decision, Alex. Uh, I remember we spoke to Yeshua back in March. Um, he had a Star Wars themed wedding. Um, right when the coronavirus was uh, was hitting Georgia, um, the infection numbers were relatively low. Um, they they had a sparse affair. They were social distancing. People were wearing masks. But I think Yeshua mentioned that his grandma or his mom couldn't resist. She went in for a hug and a kiss. You know, um, it's a wedding. You know, uh, you, you can't you can't blame them. Uh, but you know, Texas right now the the numbers are exploding. Austin, to be fair, it seems to have flattened out and maybe going down. But still, Alex was saying that he was uh, he he watched the the thing after the fact, and he said uh, about twenty five percent of people were we- weren't wearing masks. 
Um, yeah. And when you know, he, when he saw it, you know, you never know what exactly, exactly. Right. The 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 ceremony was outside, but the reception was inside. Megan, what are we doing here? <laughs> and uh, it, Caruso would have definitely been quarantined for ten, probably fourteen days when he got back. And uh, yeah, he, he and as he says. He didn't want to be the one to bring coronavirus back in. It could have, it could have, if he had had a four day, say they let him have a have a four day quarantine, he could have infected the his entire team, which would have been a disaster. So, I, and I love the part where he uh, where he talked about he was looking for a safe house to crash in uh, before heading back to the Florida to Florida. He would have he would have gone to the wedding, skipped the reception, found a safe house. He called it. If you're planning. To find a safe house, that <laughs> scheme has now become a cockamamie one. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's too crazy. You so, only need a safe house when things are going sideways. That's exactly right. So he made the right decision. And also, after speaking to Ben Gulliver yesterday, the best place you could possibly be in the United States is inside the NBA bubble right now. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be yeah. the safest place. It's the most fun place on earth. People are playing... Uh, what is it? Slam ball or spike ball? Sorry. We got <laughs> swimming. We got fishing. We got settlers of, of Catan. We've got unlimited beers to shotgun. We got pickleball. <laughs> and you're going to be able to go to every single game of the NBA playoffs, including the finals. Is that, has that ever happened? I mean, this, I'm sure this has come up before, <laughs> but it just occurred to me this morning. It's like, Ben Gulliver is going to be able to see literally every single playoff game. <laughs> that has never happened, right? That is I mean, crazy. it's insane. So e- even I'd be into it. Ninety-four yeah. days would be nothing for me at this point. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, especially because it's not like you're flying around from city to city, coast to coast, or anything like that. It's like you just wake up and you're going to the office, and it's act- it happens to be just NBA playoffs. So yeah, it's going to be uh, an incredible experience for him because you know that's that's the thing. Like a lot of people complain about after the. The playoffs is like, oh man, because you're just traveling around so much, different hotels and airports and time zones. That's not going to be a problem this time. No. Yeah. And you got James your Gold. permanent uh, Lego setup that you can come home to every night. That's that's there for you. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Goldstein must be begging to get in there. Like, I don't have to travel. I can see every friggin' playoff game. It's a good point, JD. Uh, Trey, what do you think? I mean, this was a easy choice, uh, safety-wise. I'm sure it was a hard choice for Alex Caruso to actually miss his sister's wedding. Surely it was planned months and months in advance, you know? But uh, he doesn't want to be the one to bring it back to the bubble, and that's understandable. You know, Rudy Gobert is known as the first guy to get coronavirus in the NBA, despite the fact that he might not have been the first guy to have coronavirus in the NBA. If you're the player that leaves, you come back, somebody gets sick. You're going to get blamed for it. It did seem like possibility, a possibility to find out a way to get the vaccine because if Alex Caruso is able to go to Florida and Texas and somehow not get infected, just take his blood and give it to everybody because maybe he's got the antibodies that we need. I don't know what it is, but he made the right decision. It's a bummer, uh, but you know, I guess you can FaceTime into a wedding. Yeah, that's. I love the line that he used about Florida and Texas for for for. Uh, I mean, it seemed like out of nowhere, like nothing, nothing really uh, motivated. But he's like, you know, they're having a wedding. It's in Texas. People in like Texas and Florida. It's like it's like they're in their own country doing whatever the heck they want. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's what happened. But it's true. Like it's July. Uh, We we talked to one of our fans, as JD said, who had a wedding in March, which was 
basically a week after everything sort of happened uh, in, in the U.S., uh, where, where everything started to be shut down. And, and they went from like 160 people at their wedding to 40 to 50 people at their wedding. My man, Ryan Sutton, had, was supposed to have his wedding in September. He's putting it off until next year. Uh, it just seemed to make sense to just put it off because mm. wouldn't it be a lot more fun next yeah. year when mm. grandma can come up to you and give you a huge smooch and not think twice about it? Lee, what do you think? Well, that, that's if things do get back up uh, and running that quickly. I mean, you postpone it for a year, you might have to postpone it another year's time as well. I mean, who knows how things are going to go. But yeah, unfortunately... During this situation, those are the sorts of things that people just have to kind of miss out on. You know, you're hearing because in big gatherings, especially when it's such a an affectionate, uh, emotional moment, there's lots of hugging, there's lots of kissing, there's lots of dancing. And, and you know, people are, are so close to each other, very intimate. So uh, those are the things that are a big no-no right now. And unfortunately, uh, you know, you have, to, you have to just avoid them. It's tough when it's, you know, your sibling, I'm sure. I missed one of my brother's weddings because... Uh, I was living on the other side of the world and had an eight-month-old at the time, so it was a little tough, and uh, it sucks, you know, when you know they're getting married and everyone's having a good time. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that's just uh, the sacrifice that Alex has to make right now because, you know, if, especially the Lakers are shorthanded anyway, so if he left and he would have had to quarantine on return again, uh, maybe it uh, maybe it would have set them back even further. So not the end of the world, though. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an inconvenience, but, uh, you know, you'll, 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 you'll be okay with it. Okay, last topic, and uh, has to do with sort of something going on in the bubble, but mostly about Trey Kirby's uh, trip this past week. Fishing, up or down on uh, what players are doing. I don't know if you can call it fishing, but that's what they're doing in the bubble. Trey, you did this in Illinois last week, so we'll start with you, up or down on fishing? Way up on fishing. I am hooked. (laughs) Oh, on fishing. Uh, it's a great socially distanced activity. You're basically not going to be seeing anybody, and if they get within six feet of you, you got a hook on the end of a pole. You can stab them and get them away. It's pretty easy. But, uh, yeah, I went back uh, back to Illinois, and I grew up fishing. You know, there's a big state park in my hometown. Uh, Laura grew up on a lake. We weren't seeing friends. We weren't really doing much, so I had a lot of spare time. So I was able to get up at 5 in the morning, go down to the lake, start getting my line wet, and then come back, you know, hang out with the family, hang out with the kids. And then once they go to bed, I'm going back to the lake. <laughs> I've seen Lee Ellis's popping packs all summer. I'm ready to start my own IG live series, <laughs> Ripping Lips. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so when you're catching those fish, because we saw you catch some good-sized fish, uh, you're throwing those back or you're just ripping those lips and you're cooking them up or what's the deal? <laughs> oh, no, it's a little too gross for me. Uh, knowing these ponds and seeing these ponds mm-hmm. uh, to actually want to put that food inside my mouth. Uh, so, yeah, I take them up. I put them next to my head so you can see how big it is and I throw <laughs> it right back. Hopefully I can catch it again in a couple of years, a little bit bigger. What was it? What was it? Do you know? What, what was it? Well, I caught a couple of bass, a couple of bluegill and a river catfish. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm going fishing this weekend myself, sort of Sunday, Monday, uh, where I went a couple of weeks ago to Alabama, where it was like, it's sort of like the NBA bubble there. The, the pond is just loaded with fish, even though we couldn't pull one in. So uh, I'm up now because I'm positive and hopeful. I'll tell you what, after two or three days of fishing, if I don't catch anything this time, I'm going to be down and maybe down for good. I might just throw the rods in the water too, because if you can't catch fish in a barrel, then uh, you're not, not exactly the greatest fisherman. But I'll definitely be throwing them back for two reasons, because it's the right thing to do for one. And two, apparently there's a lot of carp in this uh, 
in this pond so uh you don't want to be eating carp they're pretty gross they eat all the gross stuff in the lake so uh yeah we'll see but um i'm taking my boys out and uh you know like i say with kids they, if they don't get a bite or some sort of action within the first 30 seconds to a minute hard to keep them interested and hard to keep their attention because they're just like what am i doing i'm just holding a stick here and it's uh it's not really working so we'll see i'm 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 hopeful and positive right now though but uh yeah if we don't get any bites i might be done with the fishing Oh, yeah. Isla is an early riser, and like I said, I was getting up early to go fishing, so Laura's like, why don't you just take Isla with you sometime? She likes fishing, and she does. She likes to go out there, but uh, it's a little bit different, uh, you know, when it's 5 o'clock and it's the last thing of the day, and you're just getting to spend a couple hours out there. When you wake up first thing in the morning when you're a kid, I don't think you want to go stand at the edge of the water and just be as quiet as you possibly Mm. can and move as slowly as you can. It lasted mm, 10 minutes before she's like... Can we do something else? Can yeah. we go swimming? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you can. You can definitely do that. I'll walk you right back home. <laughs> uh, JD, are you uh, are you a fishing enthusiast? No, uh, I hate fishing. <laughs> Boring as hell, which is weird for me because there's nothing I like more than to just sit and do nothing and, you know, have a, have a beer. But if you uh-huh. add the fishing pole... I'm just not into it. It's just, it turns into a boring activity for me. Also, I feel sorry for the worms. I feel sorry for the fish, even throwing them back. I just, uh, it's just boring. One time when I was a kid, we, uh, we went to get frogs. We went hunting for frogs to use as fishing bait. And it was a traumatic experience for me because I was, I, we, we caught the frogs put them in a bucket, took them down to the dock, hooked the frogs because my uncle said, Hey, you're going to, you want big fish, get frogs as, as, uh, as bait. So basically we, we drowned these frogs hook, hooking them th- through their, through their, like through their lips. I mean, it was horrible. I had more fun catching the frogs. That was fun. <laughs> so I'm, I'm down that's on fishing. Soft, that's sad. Yep. What uh, what are they using as bait nowadays? Is it just? I mean, you can use like non worms, right? There's got to be. Yeah, stuff you can use you can use lures like reflective little uh, things, I guess. But mm. uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm fishing with lures. I just ordered a frog last night, JD. Not a real one, a plastic one. Supposedly the bass are hitting the frogs hard during the summertime. Throw it in the grass, baby. Slow and twitchy. Uh, uh, good stuff. I'm, but. You said, Lee, that you don't like the carp, number one, because they're gross, number two, because they're eating the gross stuff off, off the bottom of the mm. lake. Like the bottom of like 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 what, like shrimp and no, but algae? And- they, yeah, they clean up all the all the sort of junk that uh, just sinks to the bottom. <laughs> it's dirt and it's the, it's just all the dead grass and stuff like that. Like they just, they're, they're, the, they're the vacuum cleaners of the, of the lake or the <laughs> pond. They just get all their rubbish and obviously it goes into their stomach and uh, yeah, they're just gross. I have eaten one once and it was ugh, disgusting. So they're, they're, you know, they do a job. They do a job for the environment, but uh, not for the dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good stuff. Any last thoughts on fishing? It's important. We got to get them all out right now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually heading out as soon as we're done recording this. Hopefully, I'll have something to post a little bit later. If nice. not, uh, forget I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not, you're not going fishing now. You're not going fishing now. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely I am. Uh, oh. you know, the girl, the girls are out hiking, uh, so I got a oh. little time to walk over to a lake and uh, throw a couple of lures in there, All crank right. them around. 
All right. That's a pitch, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, good stuff. Uh, that's all for the Updown Report. We will be back tomorrow to talk a little bit about uh, some news going on in the NBA and uh, any of the scrimmage action today. Kevin Garnett wants to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Clippers are shorthanded. We'll talk about it. Uh, you know, if Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell not being with the team hampers them, there's a lot of injuries going on uh, around the league. So we'll talk about that on Friday. Thanks for joining us today. We will see you then.